0: Hello everybody, welcome to We Understand Things, also known as what. I am here with my good friend, Evan Dufield, <laughs> and I am Garrett House. Why did I introduce you that I don't I know. know, I don't know. I was just I trying know. to I don't get not it to.
1: Don't get to introduce myself this time. But no. I mean, yeah, you're right. Other than the last name, I mean you you got it.
0: I mean you're a doofus, so do field works, you know. Wow. Yeah. Alright. I'm going All there. Alright. Right. So How's Georgia going, man? Man, Georgia is Georgia. I think it's uh I don't know if it's the snowpocalypse or what, but we haven't had snow yet, but it's it's trying to, man.
1: Trying to have snow? I'm trying to. Yeah, I'm having the opposite problem here in really? Nebraska. Yeah, it's snowed quite a bit for the past few days. Um I actually saw the sun for the first time yesterday in like probably a week.
0: Jeez.
1: Um uh, yeah, it kind of is just gray outside whenever it starts snowing a lot. Um uh,
0: Yeah.
1: Still definitely cold, but but at least it's sunny now. So that's nice. But that is true. So I, I at least get to get to see the sun when I'm at work, which is which is good.
0: A little less depressing than usual. <laughs> a little
1: less depressing, yeah. Yeah yeah oh man Uh, all right so you want to explain one more time for for everybody who's new what we're doing here
0: sure we uh so both me and evan are engineers by trade and um we usually tell each other crazy stuff that we hear on the news or have just heard in some way shape or form we're actually researching these for this podcast which is weird we usually don't research stuff well yeah,
1: usually we kind of just tell each other like uh what we know about it which could be 100% not right but yeah since we're telling other people now we're we're trying to do a little bit of background research and, and really understand what's what what is what is true right. and what is real
0: so most of the stuff you never know if it's going to be right or wrong but we read it on wikipedia so
1: yeah exactly so if you guys want to fact check us then please do so we would love to to learn more about any of the topics we talk about
0: you would think us being engineers we'd use a more credible source than wikipedia but
1: wikipedia is pretty credible man i don't know what you're talking about there
0: yeah i feel like that's a big fight that
1: yeah uh... yeah have you ever done that though like i, I sometimes i go on wikipedia I, I guess not sometimes but a couple times i've gone to wikipedia and and just changed some things just to see what happens yeah and it sort of just changes on your local server and then if you refresh the page within maybe like less than a minute it'll get replaced back with with what it originally was. really. yeah, it's very, very quick. They're really quick about about fixing that. Dang. so
0: that's see. why I think
1: it's credible. And they have all their sources listed and they even um, they even have some things where they can say like they have like uh, little markers where they say like some sort of fact or or some statement and, and say, you know this could be not entirely accurate. Yeah. here's where the source is it's free to interpretation
0: that's what i always used is i used the links at the bottom and just went yeah from there to, exactly and then proceeded to quote wikipedia
1: this is this is how you how you do engineering research
0: mm-hmm. you,
1: you go to wikipedia first and then you scroll to the very bottom and you, you use the the actual credible sources at exactly. the bottom.
0: hey okay. that's how it works
1: yep that's exactly what i do
0: all right so. All right, so
1: are you, you, you? So basically, how this is going to work is: is you got to flip something. I think for the first time we did it, it was a bottle cap, and then the second time it was like a pair of pliers or something. Yeah. Um, so you got to flip something else, uh, and then whatever you got on hand, basically, uh, and then right. whoever wins gets to choose who goes first to tell a crazy story.
0: All righty. So I have a broken piece of a three D print. Oh. On one side. Has a smooth, fat, flat, fat. It's got a fat surface. A flat surface <laughs> on That's there. True. The other side is support. So would you like the support side or the flat side? uh Flat side up or flat side down? I guess, flat I guess, side I'm up. Choosing...
1: Okay, I want the support side up.
0: Okay. All right, here we go.
1: You got it, sir. Wow, that's a first. Yeah, that is a first. That's crazy. I almost wanted to lie to you
0: and just be like, it's me again. You know, okay. All (laughs) right, so
1: for those who don't know, I live in in Nebraska. We always do that intro where we sort of ask each other how how life is wherever we are. Um, So I can't actually see anything that's going on over there in Georgia (laughs) where Garrett's at. So I've actually thought for a little while now that he's just been flipping random things and lying to me to say that I have to go first. I've offered to Snapchat you. That is true. That is true. I Okay, well finally i have won yes you have um, and you know what that means i'm gonna make you go first
0: damn okay Uh all righty so you know how last time i did a bank heist with just a sprinkle of murder in there right
1: <laughs> a sprinkle of murder yeah yeah i, I remember
0: so um there's going to be a common theme in this one there's right. going to be uh a bank heist and a little more sprinkle of murder. This one has less... It's a little bit different in the way the murder's sprinkled on there. These are, like, oh. <laughs> these are like chocolate sprinkle murders, and the other one was like rainbow sprinkle murders. So, oh, if that makes sense. What's better?
1: I don't know. Yeah. I personally like chocolate. Oh, okay. Nah,
0: rainbow is just too much, man.
1: I gotcha, I gotcha.
0: Alright. The reason I say it's only like chocolate is because... There's only one murder in this one. so Lame. I know, right? <laughs> Why can't we have a mass killer? I know. So, um, this is way back in 2005. In, it's not that long ago. No, it's not that long ago. It was actually on the news and stuff. And funny enough, this one is recognized by the Guinness World, or Book of World Records.
1: Mm, wow, okay.
0: As one of the best bank heists, so now we're about to have a a bank heist to beat Evan. When we don't rob a bank, because I swear we're not going to wink. <laughs> um, you know, you,
1: you know what you know what's funny though. This is kind of like I I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but when you say like two thousand five, I try and think of like time periods and how long ago things were mm-hmm. i didn't really think how, how long ago that was that's like what 13 years
0: ago jeez, years? don't say that i feel old i know now.
1: that's crazy and, and i mean it's weird because the way i think about it is like uh i'm a big music guy so i i, I think of you know kanye west came out with his first album in like 2014
0: mm-hmm. so I,
1: I i assumed that was like like that's how i rated how long ago that was based on kanye west albums jeez i feel like that's a bad thing
0: so that's like I can just tell you an album and you know what year it is? Um maybe.
1: There's a there's a there's a pretty good chance I could I could at least get close.
0: What's the one with Gold Digger on there?
1: Um Gold Digger? I think I don't know if that's is that on Kanye West albums? I thought that was yeah. um Jamie Foxx.
0: Got... Oh, you may be right. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I don't know things. I I listen to that. That's the whole point of this podcast,
1: man. We we, we don't know anything and we're trying to learn. So
0: it's all good. Exactly. So, all right, back to the story now. (laughs) So we're in Brazil. It's 2005. Living it up in the town of Fortaleza in Sierra, Brazil. I probably butchered that, but, you know. Hey, man, it's it's all good. good. So we're in Brazil and um, this man named. Luis Fernando Ribeiro. He is 26. So, we've got a couple years until yeah, We still got time. We still yeah, got time. We still got time. Okay. So, this guy decides that um he's going to have a um a landscaping business right in the middle okay. of um of Fortaleza. And so him and this other group of people decide to rent this commercial property right in the middle of the town. Okay. And so they make this landscaping business. They sell grass. They sell plants. They do all kinds of stuff like that. But um, the neighbors noted that uh, they see soil leaving a lot from this place. And this place was, like I said, right in the middle of Fortaleza and what else is in Fortaleza? Well, I
1: have no idea. <laughs>
0: there, I know, I've never been to this place. I don't know anything about this. But there's a place called Banco Central which controls all of the money supply down there. I don't know okay. if it's all of the money supply but but a, a good, a, a, good amount, a good most chunk of it. it. Yeah, yes. yeah,
1: okay.
0: So what they decided to do is they were going to sell the soil and accidentally make a a tunnel to the bank
1: accidentally
0: accidentally got it because nobody knew so they tunnel 78 meters to get below this bank and this tunnel is not like any tunnel me and you have ever Dug at a beach or anything like that. This is a legit tunnel now, like a this like a is, big tunnel. Yeah, so this is four meters underneath the surface. Okay. This tunnel is has wood supports, is lined with plastic like Breaking Bad style, and is lighted and has air circulation built into the tunnel. Dude, what?
1: This yes. is like a like this is like a real like mining tunnel.
0: Oh yeah, these guys were putting some money into this and they were these guys were legit it says in the police report after the fact that um it is using sophisticated equipment including gps and experts in mathematics engineering and excavation that's crazy so the police were impressed that was a direct quote from the source that i pulled (coughs) wikipedia um (laughs) but so they tunneled and they get right below this bank. And part of the okay. reason I picked this is this is part of what I do for a job. is a lot of digging stuff. So it's kind of interesting to see somebody put it into application. Even though it's a bad application. <laughs> but, so they dig this tunnel. And yep. as they're digging this tunnel, they have vans that are marked with the landscaping business's name. Right, right, and the vans are being filled to the brim with soil, and they are running it out of there. So there are constantly there's vans coming in and out, and that's why the neighbors noted that there are vans full of dirt leaving all the time, hmm. but which is but, I mean they, they
1: are a landscaping business like, exactly, right? that's
0: normal for a landscaping business, right, right. So they work through and they break through the bottom of the vault. Which, So they were able to get directly under the vault and had to break through um, 3.6 foot of steel-reinforced concrete, which is not easy, but they had some serious equipment. They must have had
1: some serious equipment just to build the tunnel.
0: Oh, yeah. They had, just to break through the concrete barrier, they had electric saws, blowtorches, bolt cutters, anything it was all over the thing. And they had, they also, they were smart because they had, um, they had covered all of the things that they used, like the tunnel and all of that with burnt lime. So you didn't have fingerprints and stuff like that come up with burnt lime. Mm-hmm. So what is that I've got it right here. It is. So it's, it, that's the name for it, but it's calcium oxide. It's okay. a chemical compound. It is white, it's caustic, and it has a crystalline solid form at room temperature. That's powder. Basically. Okay. And a hmm. inorganic material. So, hmm. um, it is called burnt lime and sometimes called quick lime. Okay. But, got it? It, um,. It eats away at what's there, so it'll. The oils that leave your fingerprints behind, it'll eat through it's that. Like, and get it's rid like of
1: it. bleach powder.
0: Basically. It's basically cleaning up anything that's there. Okay, got it. So. They do this. They get into the bank. And the bank is currently closed. So. It is over. I believe it was over a long weekend. But. I had this written down, and then I crossed through it, because I'm not exactly sure. But, mm. so, I know it was a weekend. I don't know if it was a long weekend or not. I'm assuming I gotcha, it's not. I gotcha. yeah, but, yeah. so they're closed on the weekend, and they get in there, and they take five containers of, filled to the brim with 50 real notes, which, for the people who don't know, real LB. notes.
1: I don't know what that is.
0: Yeah, so it's a Brazilian real note. It's basically what the money's called in Brazil. Okay. And so they end up stealing hundred and sixty million real notes. What which, is that
1: what does that translate to? So in, in US dollars in two
0: thousand five, the exchange rate made that come out to seventy one point six million US dollars. Wow. So they That is were a lot of money. Loaded
1: that's crazy
0: yeah so but think about it it is five huge crates of fifty dollar bills basically wow so they then take these containers back through the tunnel and they're out of there and they basically just everything's left so they end up um the the thought was that they were going to get the money and then they'd fly out of there and that would be yep. the end of it. So, but they had to pay off the different people that they had used because they ended up having roughly 20 people. Um, okay. I believe they, the towards the end, they said it was 18 suspects and all. Hmm. Um, but they, so it, with some other people they found, I think it was right at 20. So I gotcha. The um. They get out and they disappear and they're gone and the landscape business is just over with because hard, Yeah. I mean, why would you keep done. a fake landscape business? Exactly. You know, and so this Luis Fernando Ribiero is out of there. Yep. And so the Brazilian police don't find out about this until Monday when the bank reopens so as soon as the bank reopens and they're like oh we don't have any money no more money (laughs) exactly there's there's a little bit of a scare so the police get in and so there is a not a huge break in when they start to piece together some of the stuff um so the bank heist happened that saturday august 6th right and then They were able to. There's a whole long list of arrests, but they were able to make their first arrest on August 10th. Oh, wow. Okay. So they were able to piece together that a car reseller had some kind of connection to this. So they ended up arresting two men who were driving a. basically a. 18-wheeler that was carrying vehicles so a vehicle transfer truck right and they were able excuse me to recover 2.13 million brazilian note real notes so okay from that one arrest right and then fast forward a little bit over a month they were able to arrest five more men and retrieve five point two two million. So they're nowhere near the original one hundred and sixty million, but they're they're slowly working their way to it. Right, right. Um, and so they get those, and the they haven't been able to find this Louise fernando ribiero guy i'm just okay, gonna say louise okay. from now on <laughs> that's is a mouthful man i got you i got you and they haven't so, found louise yet nope they haven't found louise yet until around october 20th they find out that louise went from fortaleza to rio so he was going to have um, a good time in Rio because he's rich now, so why I mean, not? Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I would do the same, yeah.
0: But he didn't have too good of a time because when he fled to there, he was kidnapped on October 7th and his family had to pay $893,000 in ransom.
1: He was kidnapped by who? Uh,
0: they They do not know.
1: That's just a thing that happens? He yep. just got kidnapped? That's crazy. Okay. I guess he just... All right.
0: Excuse me. This was not in uh, Rio. This was in... He got kidnapped in Paulo. Oh, Paulo. I can't say that. My my Spanish is very bad. But <laughs> you, you get what I'm trying to say.
1: I got you. I got you.
0: But he was kidnapped there. His family paid the ransom. He was not freed. Um, and they there are signs that the police were involved, but it is not entirely said. And then later on, three of the police were arrested, but it is still speculation that the police were involved. Mm. And so on October 20th, because he was not freed, he was found near Rio actually west of Rio on an isolated road where he had been shot seven times and had handcuff marks all over his wrist That's which crazy. kind of okay. helps leads to
1: the... the the police thing mm-hmm yeah yeah so I mean, anybody can really buy handcuffs but like I guess I guess that makes
0: sense still true and then you have the uh, Corporal Nino who said it was this killing was definitely because of the robbery. Right. And that was pretty much all that was said. So, that's the end of the mastermind behind this. Well, there is still a good bit of money missing. Yeah. So, they were able to find a security guard on October 28th. And retrieve 85,000 and they arrested three more November 10th and just as time goes on they are able to find a hundred and seventy eight thousand on August 1st buried in a house they find a prepaid phone card in a tunnel and through that they were able to retrieve two hundred and seventy five thousand and then they got a couple more suspects, and at the very end, they were able to retrieve 20 million. But out of how much? 160 million. Wow, that is terrible. And the thing is, the rest of that money, there is no sign of, basically
1: so that all that money is still out there that's like what how much did you say the total
0: was 160 and they found 20
1: so there's there's a still 140 million dollars or 140 million uh reels you said yeah they're
0: brazilian real notes which brazilian
1: real notes still out there somewhere
0: mm-hmm. so 140 i'll do the handy dandy google um That comes out to, oh, that's one hundred and forty. I need one hundred and forty million. That is thirty-seven million, basically, almost thirty-seven million one hundred thousand dollars. Very close.
1: Crazy. To it. Thirty-seven million dollars. That's just somewhere.
0: Exactly, and the police have that's no idea nuts. where it is. And that is why, I guess that, that was... that's
1: probably why there's a lot of conspiracy too. Because like, if the police, quote unquote, don't know where it is, like, and the maybe they do have... know where it is
0: exactly, and the police may have killed the mastermind behind it, so there's no yeah. Telling. I've
1: never thought about that. You kind of just, I I feel like it's. It's almost better to have someone else rob a bank and then you just rob the person who robbed the bank.
0: Exactly. Because like, who's that person going to send it to Are they going to go to the police and be like, I got robbed after I robbed this person. Right.
1: Exactly. Exactly. That's a good idea. We should right, do
0: that. So the plan is, right, <laughs> we're going to go rob somebody who just robbed a bank. So we, gotta... we just got
1: to wait. We just got to wait for the news to say that there was bank robbery. And then we got to start doing our Wikipedia research to exactly. figure out who it was. And then go get them.
0: I don't think we have any listeners, but if we do, and you want to rob a bank, let us know. We would <laughs> we would love to be updated on it. Not because exactly. we want to rob you. No, that's that's.
1: Yeah, just make sure uh, you tell us which bank um, and where you're gonna go afterwards.
0: Exactly, we'll meet yeah. you at like Buffalo Wild Wings or something. You know, exactly. they've got they got a wing Wednesday, Tuesday, something like that. We can, <laughs> We can hit you up there. We are not sponsored by Buffalo Raw Wings.
1: We should be, though.
0: I think we should be, too. That'd Buffalo be nice. Wild Wings is great. That or Blue Moon. I'm a fan of Blue Moon. Yeah. But oh, that is my story, sir. We have a bank heist. We have murder. We have police brutality all in one. That's so, crazy. Wait,
1: what was the murder? Oh, it, the murder was the, the main guy. They he killed got shot, the right?
0: mastermind. He he, yeah. he got a world record and then died
1: that's crazy
0: but he's got the world record world record bank heist so
1: I mean that's that's gotta be worth something
0: that's true mean,
1: you're in you're in the Guinness, world, Guinness Book of World Records I've kind of always wanted to be in there I'm not really sure what I'm good at yet but as soon as I find it I will let you know
0: I wonder how long the longest podcast is hmm. I don't know we could, we could probably beat that though
1: Exactly. That's a good way to get this podcast out. There. Do the longest podcast ever. I, I don't know if that would be interesting.
0: Okay. Absolutely not. I would probably go to work and be like, hey. There's some guy that did a seven-hour <laughs> podcast. A podcast seven hours. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, I guess that's true.
0: Okay. Hour one would be great. Hour seven would be nothing. <laughs> true, true. Oh man! All
1: yeah. right, I got a story for you. Sounds I have good. it's a it's a shorter story, um, and it, it's probably less exciting than your than your bank heist murder stories. Oh. Man. Um, but I found it super cool. So I'm going to tell you regardless of how you feel about it.
0: Okay. Um, i with that. <laughs> Hit me.
1: Okay. So it's also kind of morbid. Um, nice. So you're going to have to bear with me on that one. Um, but have you ever hap- have, you ever, have you ever wondered what happens when you die?
0: I mean, every Tuesday,
1: every Tuesday. All right. It's Wednesday for me, but same. Um, um, so, is- and I, I'm not really talking about like a, uh, like an afterlife for religion or anything like that. I'm talking like actually like physically, like what happens to your body when you die. Right. Okay. Um, so I mean, I'm sure it comes up every now and then, uh, how you want your body to be handled when you die. Like you can do cremation or or a classic burial or like a natural burial, or there's, there's a bunch of different ones you can do. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but essentially the, 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 the life of of the life and death is is equated to you expect to live your life and then die and then be buried and you just rest there in your in your coffin in the ground six feet under until you decay to nothing and become part of the earth right true okay so that that's sort of the what you expect well actually that might not be the case
0: yeah because they put preservatives and stuff
1: no i'm not talking about like actually degrading and decaying um okay. actually i'm talking about how have you ever been to um like have you ever been to any big major cities i know i know you've probably been to atlanta yep. more than once um
0: unfortunately
1: <laughs> i love atlanta but still i do um,
0: too sorry atlanta listeners
1: <laughs> okay so uh in large cities i'm not sure if you've if you've noticed or, or actually been thinking about it i i hope not but big cities aren't really you know popping with uh, cemeteries, despite how many people there are that live in in bigger cities, right?
0: I've never noticed that, but yeah.
1: Exactly. Um, So this story is is sort of about that. Um, So we're going to travel over to sunny San Francisco. Um, I've kind of always wanted to live there, but this sort of made me feel a little weird about it. Um, So we're in like early 1900s time. Um, So the city is, is really on a rapid growth cycle right now. Um, I think this is like just after the the gold rush. Um, the and, um, Wild West. <laughs> I don't even know if the Wild West was there, but yeah, pretty much. Um, so, so early 1900s, the city is really growing um, and there's a lot of people who are dying. Uh, the cemeteries are really running out of room. As um, you do. Yeah, as you do. Um, and the, the cemeteries that were there weren't really well taken care of. Mm -hmm. So basically they just sort of just became a a health hazard. Um, and and the big, the big key thing is here that since this city was growing so large and so quickly Mm -hmm. and the cemeteries were built on prime real estate. Okay. So they had all sorts of, of businessmen and people, people in real estate really lobbying to, um, to do something about these cemeteries so that they could build their, their you know, whatever they were going to build there so that they could make tons of money, right? True. And the city could, could continue to expand. Okay. Um, So in 1900, San Francisco actually banned the construction of new cemeteries.
0: So they're not wanting their town to fill up with them.
1: I guess, yeah. Um, And then later in 1912, they actually did something I had to reread six or seven times before I actually understood what it meant. Um, but they actually evicted all of the existing cemeteries within its city
0: limits. Oh man. So did they move the bodies out or?
1: Yeah. So that's the thing. So they literally, they literally dug up all these dead bodies, all these dead people out of the ground. Right. And they set up a $10 fee for each grave and a $10 fee for each grave marker to be moved. Right? So,
0: who had to pay those fees?
1: So, anyone could pay those fees. You could pay for whoever you knew or whoever you didn't know. It didn't really matter that much as long as someone paid for it, right?
0: Okay.
1: So, whoever paid, uh, if I paid for, for, for you know, John Doe, uh, then he would get moved, his body would be dug up and he would get moved to wherever and he would be buried in his same coffin with his same headstone and then you'd be done, mm-hmm. right? So it kind of begs the question, what happened to the people who didn't have anyone pay for them? Yeah,
0: that's what I was just thinking.
1: Yeah. So those people were dug up, and they were actually reburied in mass graves. Just and a there,
0: giant hole. Just
1: a giant hole in the ground.
0: Holy crap.
1: And their their original grave markers, they were actually all recycled into various public works within San Francisco. So like you can actually go to Buena Vista Park... And you can see like the rain gutters on the sides of the uh, the the afternoon walkway and you can actually literally read like names and information about random deceased people that died back before 1900
0: and they're not even there they're in whatever mass they're not grave. even there
1: this they're in some mass grave somewhere yeah
0: holy miss
1: yeah, it's crazy um, so then the second thing is where did they even put all of these bodies or, or put these mass graves or anything like that, right? Mm-hmm. So they actually moved all of these bodies. They moved about 150,000 bodies at this point in time to a town that starts off call, being called Colma, California. Um, <laughs> it goes through uh, a couple of name changes and then ends up being called Colma again anyway.
0: Okay. Um,
1: I think it's kind of funny. I think the, the name um, where it comes from sort of is uh, up for debate. But one of the suggestions is that it's uh, called Coma, which is similar to Coma, which yeah. I think is funny. Um, but anyway, so they relocate these 150,000 bodies and it actually took about 30 years. So it started off in 1912 um, and didn't actually end until after World War II. And I think World War II ended in like the mid 40s, like 45, I think.
0: So this wasn't just a quick decision that no, they... not at
1: all. It was a quick decision, it seems like but but the actual process of digging up these these graves and and the, the fees associated with with moving people, and the thing is if you if you move someone, dig up their body, keep them in their same casket and fix it or give them a new one if it, if it was you know damaged or or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. and then if their headstone had to be rebuilt or or I mean just the sheer like moving these things, right? yeah so so in order to move all of these bodies in their and their um their caskets and their and their gravestones and, and everything else they actually um converted the main train between san francisco and colma to a a full-on coffin transportation train
0: holy mess yeah
1: recently that train recently ish that train was um was bought by bart a b-a-r-t which is, I mean, for for our Atlanta listeners and for you, Garrett, it's basically like MARTA, but in San Francisco.
0: Yeah,
1: um, but they call it BART there. Um, and actually, there were, um, you know, you know, these weren't just random people. Like, there were some very well-known people that were uh, who died in San Francisco before 1900 and were actually moved to Colma, like people like Levi Strauss and and Joe DiMaggio and A.P. Giannini, uh, I think the the founder of Bank of America. Oh um,
0: crap!
1: Yeah, and uh, the emperor of uh, of the entire United States, was actually moved to Colma. I'm not sure if you if you get that reference, but it's probably a story for another time.
0: I do, I have no idea what you're talking about. Right you now.
1: didn't know there was an emperor of the United States?
0: I did not know there was an emperor.
1: Oh, man, I'm going to have to tell you that story next time, man.
0: All right. I will not look it up then.
1: <laughs> okay. So anyway, there's tons of people who are very, very well known that were moved to Colma.
0: This Um, sounds like a haunted place now, because...
1: So that's the thing, right? Ooh. So so Colma now has all of these bodies to deal with, and Mm -hmm. and this isn't even taking into consideration, like, okay, so they just have 150,000 bodies that got moved, right? Mm -hmm. That's not taking into consideration any of the deaths after 1912, or after 1945, or, or whenever they finally finished and started burying people again there. Um, hmm. so everyone, pretty much everyone who dies in San Francisco at this point in time is buried in Colma or near Colma.
0: So Colma's just getting the entire problem that like the other all city dead had. Like people. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Um, so, so I'm going to, I'm going to give you a, a little bit of background on Colma so that I can, so that you can have some sort of insight as to how crazy this really is.
0: Okay. Um,
1: so the total area of Colma is 1.9 square miles. That's their total city area, right?
0: That's not that big for a city. <laughs>
1: So, so Atlanta has a size of about 134 square miles. Yeah. And Statesboro, Georgia, um, which is where we went to university, was, um, it, is 13.9 square miles.
0: Jeez, so this was a tiny So place. it's
1: a very, very small town, right? Hmm. So um, the town currently has 17 cemeteries. And that comp- those cemeteries make up 73% of that town's entire land.
0: Holy mess. So what was left in that town?
1: <laughs> Not much to begin with, honestly. So the town sort of started off um, back when all these bodies were being moved over. Um, most of the occupations that were available in that town were basically cemetery-related jobs. yeah. And most of the people who lived there sort of just did cemetery things. Um, you know, more recently, they've gotten some, like, dealerships and some more... Uh, you know, shopping centers and whatever else. They're, they're starting to get a little bit more tax revenue from from other things, but but they're they're like their city is literally made up of mostly cemeteries, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I actually looked at a uh, a couple pictures online, and you can there's one that's on uh, I believe Wikipedia, and you can see the um a, a panoramic view of, of sort of the, the the town skyline, right? And you know most towns look fairly normal this one there is literally a cemetery every square inch of this place is is, is, you can see a cemetery no matter what angle you're looking at Mm -hmm. it's crazy um so there are currently about like 1800 people living in coma that are actually you know alive how Um, would you
0: live there though i feel like that's my thing i don't
1: i don't really know how I, i wouldn't be able to do that um maybe that's just me i don't know let us know what you guys think you know we'll set up an email at some point where you can you can let us know how you feel but but for now just you know think about it and hold on to that thought <laughs> <laughs> email us eventually email I, us uh hopefully by the time you hear this we'll have an email and we'll, we'll at we'll something you
0: know. what dot g- yeah, yeah. gmail at
1: probably a g- com. gmail there you go all right um just send it to a random email. We'll, we'll eventually get around to it. Yeah, just All send right.
0: it to like your uncle.
1: Yeah, exactly. He'll exactly. Get it have ha- have him chill. call us. Have your people get with our people. <laughs> All right. So there's about 1,800 living people in coma right okay. now. Yeah. Um, and there are about 1.5 million deceased people buried in coma right now. Yeah. Basically, the dead outnumber the living people by about 1,000 to 1.
0: So if a zombie apocalypse pops up. Yeah, that is
1: the last place you want to be. Yeah. The absolute last place you want would to be. would
0: not want to be there.
1: No, no, not at all. Um and, and you know there's a saying in coma that that I thought was absolutely hilarious. Do you want mm-hmm. to hear what the saying was? Hit me with it. The saying is it's great to be alive in coma. <laughs>
0: I mean, at least they're they're having fun. With yeah, at it. least
1: they 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 have fun with it. I actually went to their um their website, and there is like not a single word about their cemeteries, except for like one link at the bottom that's like, "Oh, you came to our website for just the cemeteries." Got it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I want to meet the guy who was doing that that went up in front of the group of people in coma and was like,
1: "All right, so we're gonna bury." all of the people here are
0: not even that just you know what our town motto should be
1: yeah it's that good too.
0: to be alive
1: <laughs> oh man you know that was like one of like the intern decisions like they're like all right intern, oh yeah we need a saying and he's just like give me on something. reddit all day and he's just like it's great to be alive in colma
0: <laughs> got him
1: yeah exactly okay so anyway so it's about a thousand to one dead people to alive people um which is crazy in itself, but like anything that has ever happened ever, the, the, the body relocation was definitely anything but clean. Um, mm-hmm. So there were those mass graves. Um, so if you had pretty much any ancestors that died in San Francisco before 1912, there's a pretty strong likelihood that you will never be able to find their grave. Well, Which is you probably kind of can, sad.
0: but it's just in the general area. <laughs> You've probably you're, you're, got a little bit of him over grand, here. Your grandfather
1: was, was yeah. buried somewhere in this field.
0: He's probably got like an arm over there and a leg yeah, over exactly. there.
1: Which is crazy. Um, and there were um, there were even reports of bodies being put in new coffins with wrong information. Ooh. So now they're buried with completely wrong headstones. So even if you did have someone who you were related to that died before 1912 in San Francisco that was buried and someone did pay the $10, there's even a percent chance that that you could go and visit their grave and put a flower down and, and you'll be standing on top of someone you don't even know.
0: Jeez. You know, I'm not uh, surprised that happened. Way back when, stuff was not efficiently done.
1: No, no. Um, and there have even been reports of people in San Francisco just randomly like stumbling upon bodies because the crew's responsible Jeez. for like moving for like doing this mass relocation, you know, missed a couple, which is an insane thought. But Did there have been like construction sites,
0: ah, yeah, exactly, yeah. We exactly.
1: Got Jeez, yeah, that's insane. yeah. So there have been like construction crews that like have gone through and done like different jobs and whatever, and just basically just run across just a, a skeleton. Just hanging out. Are they allowed to still build there or is it just? Yeah, absolutely. The- so they, so they, they, I think there's, um, so they, they're there back in the 1900s, early 1900s, there were four major cemeteries in San Francisco. Um, I think today there's only two. Um, hmm. I, I read a story about it. Um, there were, there was a, a Catholic cemetery and a Jewish cemetery and, you know I, I don't know how uh racy this uh this part of town was but the uh the jewish cemetery is no longer there but the uh, the catholic one is is alive and well today hmm. um which is kind of sad <laughs> but um so anyway so they, they they even stumble upon bodies now um so all the graves uh they, they all got moved um but what happened to the place where they were which is sort of aligned with with your question mm-hmm. um So houses and buildings were still built on top of these places. So like if you live in San Francisco, you might actually be living in a house or an apartment or working in a building that is literally above old bodies forgotten, not necessarily bodies, but old graves, potentially bodies there. There could be bodies there that they just missed or neglected to to get. Um, But you are definitely, there's a chance that you're living on top of like literal cemeteries.
0: That's insane.
1: even the University of California, San Francisco, um, the Laurel Heights campus, mm-hmm. was actually built on top of an old cemetery.
0: Holy mess.
1: So if you go to university there and you don't know that, I'm sorry. <laughs> you, yeah, I would not sleep at that library. And if you think there's a ghost. There probably it, is.
0: It probably is.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so um, that's pretty much the story. I, it's pretty crazy, but I'm, I'm going to leave you with, uh, with one thing. You can actually go online and colma actually makes t-shirts that say great to be alive in colma and i'm gonna let you know now i am definitely ordering a great to be alive in colma t-shirt
0: i kind of want one of those now
1: right right oh man all right well that's pretty much all i've got
0: see i live across the road from a cemetery and it's creepy. and that's creepy right well part of the reason it's creepy is i live in a 100 year old house and the lady who lived here her entire life is now across the road but oh you know yeah, that's yeah. weird. that's <laughs> what i've been listening to all those paranormal podcasts now and i heard something in the middle of the night and realized i had installed a thing on my door and the cats were playing with it and that was oh, what was man. going on at 3 a.m but uh, <laughs> it, it's it's whatever
1: it sounds like this. I appreciate not having cats.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it, it's a struggle.
1: All right, well, that's all we've got for you guys. Uh, thanks for listening. We hope to catch you next time. Uh, this was We Understand Things, better known as what? What? Uh, I'm Evan Duffield. I'm Garrett House. And we'll see you later.